Hello everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. This is your home for tips, insight and discussion on the English football's top four leagues. I'm your host Tom Pipkin, I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Thank you to new listeners and OG listeners and viewers uh, for taking the time to tune in today. Tom, the EFL has gone and I'm feeling kind of lonely, to be honest with you. Yeah. This is a lonely pod, isn't it? It's going to be a much shorter pod than normal because we've just got the Premier League left. Mm. And we know there is a playoffs currently ongoing, but um, as Tom mentioned last week and as we'll kind of cut, go through again this week, um, we're going to deal with the playoffs mainly on, on social media, aren't we, Tom? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to cover each playoff campaign. We went, uh, we did okay uh, in the first couple of legs uh, in League One. But obviously, League Two and the Championship are coming up this weekend. Uh, we'll also, on the show, be focusing on the FA Cup final. Uh, so we'll have a little bit of uh, insight there. But yeah, um, you know, 72, is it? Or something like that? Uh, two, four, six. Yeah, like 72 of the uh, 92 have disappeared on us a little bit. So yeah, it's just the uh, it's just the Premier League left now. But it's exciting. It's exciting. A few things going on at the uh, top and bottom. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and as ever, this podcast is sponsored by our good friends at matchbook.com. Uh, you can still take advantage of the matchbook.com sign-up offer. Use the code TFBPODCAST during the registration and that will get you £30 money back as a free bet. So you go in, sign up, use the code TFBPODCAST, um, deposit up to £30, with your first bet, whatever you decide to spend on that first bet, be it 5, 10, the full 30. If it wins, fantastic. If it loses, you'll get that money back in your account as an equivalent free bet. So please do take advantage of that over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, um, we're coming off, Tom, we're coming off a winner as well. We need to yeah. yeah, we need to mention that. We nearly we nearly won a treble and didn't even mention it at the top of the show. But yeah, we uh, we thankfully managed to uh, bag a winner to signify the end of the regular EFL season. It was uh, it was a lovely one as well. Yeah, uh, we'll cover that in more detail a little bit later on in the show when we give you this week's treble. Uh, but yeah, excited to actually go through that one that's, you know, we've had a bit of tough luck over the last few weeks, haven't we, with the trebles. Mm. We've kind of hit the post, hit the crossbar, had VAR all one out. And uh, <laughs> yeah, finally, good to get all three over the line and fairly comfortably, you'd say, as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that covers pretty much everything. Oh, Fancy Football, we'll take a little look at Fancy Football as well towards the end of the show because, um, you know, we're nearing the end of that as well, obviously. Uh, right, let's dive straight in with the Prem then. Twelve. 12 o'clock on Sunday. So all of these Premier League games that we're going to talk about kick off on Sunday bar uh, one Monday fixture that we've got to look through. So first up on Sunday, 12 o'clock, Tottenham against Burnley. Uh, 1.37 for Spurs to get the win at home. 5.6 for the draw and 9.6 for Burnley to get the victory here. Uh, we've just seen, we're recording on Thursday night, Spurs have beaten Arsenal fairly comfortably in the North London derby. Actually very comfortably in the North London derby. 3-0. Um, to kind of put their top four push back on. Uh, the one point behind Arsenal in the table, both teams with two games to go. If, if Spurs win this game, they play before Arsenal, uh, who play on the Monday, I believe. Yep, they do. Uh, so, yeah, Spurs can go back above Arsenal and put that pressure on. 
I fully expect them to do so at 1.37, especially at home, riding that momentum now. Uh, Burnley, you know, 17th place, level on uh, points with Lees, just outside the drop zone on goal difference. I don't think Burnley will get a win. I was really disappointed with them last week, actually. We said on the pod, we think they may actually win or at least get a draw against Aston Villa. They actually went down 3-1. They were 3-0 down, on, I remember, at one stage as well. So that was a really disappointing result for Burnley. And this is a tough game for them to bounce back in away at Spurs. It is. Uh, they're away at Tottenham uh, this weekend, as we just mentioned. Away at Villa again. So even though they you know, just lost uh, pretty badly against them, that is still a winnable game. And then they finish at home to Newcastle and they'll fancy themselves. So this one is a little bit of a free hit for Burnley, if you can have a free hit at this stage of the season, not sure. But yeah, Tottenham, absolutely purring, aren't they? Uh, in terms of the points, Tom, you've just read that out. In terms of goal difference as well, massive advantage, which is essentially another point. Uh, Arsenal plus 11, Tottenham plus 23. So we're taking an absolute minor miracle for that to uh, all turn around. In Arsenal's favour, I do fancy Tottenham to get you know, carry the good times, basically. I think Son and Kane, uh, the two best uh, players, maybe minus De Bruyne in the league at the moment. Uh, and I fancy them to go at this. It's still a weak Burnley team. They've improved for sure, but, you know, they're still down there and they're still playing a lot of players who, you know, are on the brink of, you know, maybe not even being Premier League quality. They're, they're one of those kind of you know, uh, catchment area between Premier League and Championship players. So I'm, I'm going for Tottenham and over 2.5. It's 1.93. So it will just get you a squeak under evens. Uh, I think they're a little bit short on the nose. Still think they'll win. Uh, maybe if you chucked it in a, in an acker, it, it might come in. But yeah, uh, Tottenham and over 2.5. I'm thinking maybe a, another 3-0 actually. Yep. Okay, like it. Uh, Villa Palace then up next. So this is one of five two o'clock kickoffs on Sunday. Uh, Villa 2.08, the draw 3.6 and Palace 3.7. So Villa fairly heavy favourites for this one. Uh, definition of a mid-table class route, clash really this. Uh, Palace in 11th, Villa in 12th, just one point separating the two sides. Uh, for me, neither side really anything to play for aside from final league positions. I didn't really know which way to go with this one. Yeah, neither did I, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, the one thing that I had a look at was both teams to score, maybe. Uh, it's 1.8. Lots of attacking talent on display. Ollie Watkins, Jacob Ramsey, Philip Coutinho, Eberichi Eze, Wilfred Zaha, uh, Ayu, Olise. Lots of attacking players. Palace have been a lot better defensively than I think people give them credit for. Um, they, you know, obviously we know about Gway and Mitchell mainly because they've got their uh, they've got their England call ups, but they have a better uh, defensive record than Brighton, Arsenal, West Ham, and then obviously Manchester United, Leicester, Southampton, Newcastle. Basically, it's about the seventh best defense in the league, so that puts me off a little bit. But I'm thinking mid table fun in the sun. Um, maybe Vieira will let those uh, young lads run right a bit. 1.8, but nothing too strong. Leeds-Brighton up next then. 2.7 for Leeds, 3.45 for the draw and 2.6 for Brighton. Now, we've looked at the league table. We've spoken about how Leeds are in the relegation zone now on goal difference. They've got a terrible goal difference. 
in comparison to Burnley and Everton. Um, they host Brighton. Brighton on the back of some really good results, uh, beating Manchester United 4-0 last time out. But prior to that, beating Wolves 3-0, uh, drew to all with Southampton and then lost 3-0 to Manchester City. That's their last four. They've won four of the last six games, so they're in really good form to end the season. Starting to find the back of the net with uh, real frequency, a kind of frequency we've not seen from them really throughout this season. Um, and this is going to be a tough game for Leeds because I appreciate they've played Arsenal, Chelsea and Man City in the last three games. They've lost all of them, but I struggle. Brighton are really in form, as we've seen against Manchester United. They're scoring plenty of goals. I can't see Leeds keeping a clean sheet. Um, I could see Leeds conceding, you know, one one or two. So it's just a case of whether they can score more than Brighton. I don't know if they can do that, to be honest. Yeah, uh, two things here that stick out to me. Let's start with the home side, Leeds. Uh, these are their last five games and how many goals they've conceded. Three, two, four, zero, three. So not looking very good at the back at the moment. And then in terms of goals that they've scored, they've scored just one in those five. So very concerning going forward as well as uh, at the back. Obviously missing Patrick Bamford massively, uh, but it's just not clicking. Dan James with a red card in midweek, he'll be missing. And then you look at Brighton. Tom, you're right to point out that Man United result because it's excellent. But I'm looking at their last uh, three, um, sorry, last four away games where they've won three. Away at Wolves, won 3 0. They lost away at Man City. I don't think we're going to hold them to account there. Uh, beat Tottenham away 1 0 and beat Arsenal away 2 1. So, yeah, everything points towards a Brighton win. I think you'll get a decent price. Um, I think Brighton are. Brighton are being slept on a little bit by the bookies at the moment. Uh, maybe it's because they're mid-table and they've been up and down. But I've said it many times. They've been really good in periods and really bad. Really good start, very bad middle, finishing really well. I think 2.6. We'll look back at that and that'll be the price of the weekend. Hmm. Yeah, if you want a bit more safety, the double chance, 1.48 is the price for Brighton to win. Or draw, and one final thing on this game that I noticed, uh, Leeds have a bad record against Brighton as well. So if you like to look into head-to-head games between two sides, uh, yeah, Brighton have won eight of the last ten meetings between the two clubs, and that does, of course, go back into the championship days. So, we're, you know, we are going back, a, you know, seven, eight years with this stat. But, yeah, typically Leeds come up short against Brighton, historically. Um, right, moving on then. Watford against Leicester, 3.75 for Watford, 3.8 for the draw and 2.1 for Leicester. Snakes of Watford. (laughs) I wondered what that was. (laughs) Yeah, obviously Watford um, have announced Rob Edwards as their new manager. I'm assuming he's taking charge uh, at the end of the season, right, Tom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre-season, yeah. Yeah, so no real impact on on the rest of this season in in terms of that but yeah um obviously Dale Vince the Forest Green manager very outspoken in the media about the way Watford approached Rob Edwards and got that deal done um yeah well they drew with Everton in midweek that's the 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 only positive I can say about Watford really unless you've got anything else to add absolutely rubbish um Leicester haven't been convincing recently 
I don't think. Um, but we are looking at a team in Watford with two games to go with the worst home record in the 92. It has been unbelievably wow. bad. Um, we've we've mentioned time and time again how bad they've been at home. Leicester, again, you know, maybe they haven't been firing on all cylinders, but they're going to have enough about them to win this game, I think. Uh, Watford, Roy Hodgson, everything's just waiting for it to end, basically. It just feels flat and it feels inconvenient for them to be playing these games. And Leicester, you know, they're, they're obviously feeling the heartbreak of not making the uh, Europa Conference League final. Um, and they, of course, have a, a huge issue from set pieces that Watford will look to exploit. But I got a fancy Leicester here, Tom, 2.1. You know, even though they've not been in the best of form, surely they go there and get the win. Yeah, you'd think so. I completely agree. I think they will. Uh, Vardy back in and back in amongst the goals as well. So that'll be a big boost to Leicester. Um, fine. Oh, no, not finally at two o'clock. We've got two more games. Um, <laughs> next up, West Ham against Man City. So West Ham are priced at 8.8 for the win. The draw is 5.5 and Man City are 1.38. Um, again, you know, we're seeing City really start to turn it on. Obviously, the Champions League heartbreak aside, in the league, firing on all cylinders. We saw them dispatch Wolves 5-1 in midweek in um, De Bruyne Masterclass. That's a game I think a lot of people probably thought, including myself, could be a, a particularly tricky one for them, but they swatted Wolves aside fairly comfortably there. Um, in the last five games, they scored 3-5-4-5-5. So, yeah, <laughs> West, West Ham aren't typically... A, a team you associate at the moment with keeping clean sheets either. So, um, yeah, I think Man City should get a win here. West Ham, I think, may pose a threat going forward. City, weak at the back at the moment. Lots of defensive players missing. Uh, Fernandinho had to fill in at centre-back in midweek. But City will outscore them, I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah, the clean sheet stat is where I landed. In all competitions, and obviously I, I feel comfortable bringing that up because they've not been meaningless you know first round games or anything like that or against you know minnows or whatever one clean sheet in 10 uh, and that was against Norwich last time out uh, they've been really struggling uh, they stopped the rot with that Norwich win but it was four losses in a row before that unfortunately it feels like they're running out of steam I hope that the wider media and West Ham fans still look at it as a great success because they're in the hunt for a European spot and they've got a five-point cushion on Wolves with uh, two games to go. So, you know, you'd expect them to sew that up and, and continue the adventure for next season. Uh, in terms of this game, though, Man City just, you know, Champions League gone, no FA Cup final. It's, it's full steam ahead and you can't see them tripping up. No, a couple of prices that I haven't mentioned yet that I do like. Man City in over 2.5 goals. 1.94, and then also potentially Man City and both teams to score. That's 3.0, so 2-1 to one on the nose. Uh, we have seen, obviously, Man City concede one against Wolves in midweek, and then a few weeks ago they conceded one when they beat Watford 5-1 as well. So even though they're scoring plenty, they do have, as I say, a few defensive players out. So West Ham could take advantage of that and get themselves on the score sheet. Um Finally, then at two o'clock on Sunday, Wolves. We're talking talk about Wolves. Wolves are playing Norwich at home. Uh, Wolves are one point four six. The draws five point zero, and Norwich are eight point zero. 
kind of like Watford really, Norwich going down with a whimper, um, although Wolves not exactly in great form themselves. I expect Wolves to win, but considering their particularly poor form and the price is very short, I'd be uncomfortable betting on it. Crazy price. Um, crazy price, 1.46. Uh, you know, Norwich, obviously a championship team essentially now. And as you said, Wolves not covering themselves in glory, but you can't back them at that price. You, you just can't. I mean, why you would back Wolves at home um, over Norwich at 1.46 against backing Leicester away at Watford, worst home record in English football, 2.1. You know, I'd love to hear the argument. I know Leicester and, and Wolves aren't exactly firing on all cylinders, but ne- neither are their opponents. So, yeah, uh, old gold to get the win, but not interested. Okay, up next then. Um, this is the 4.30 on Sunday, the last game we're going to cover on Sunday. Everton against Brentford. Everton a 2.16 for the win, 3.55 for the draw, and 3.6 for Brentford to win. So just to set the scene... Everton are now in 16th in the league. They're two points outside of the relegation zone um, and they've got a game in hand on Leeds as well. So if they can get a win at home to Brentford, that'll take a big, big step towards their survival. Uh, Do you think they can do it? Yeah. Yeah, they're unbeaten at home in four, uh, Everton. And do you know what? Honestly, um, don't think Frank Lampard didn't, sorry, think Frank Lampard was the answer. Not sure he's the guy to take him forward long term, uh, but you have to say him and his coaching staff and the players have turned it round uh, after looking doomed. And I, I want to give credit to the fans as well. Everton have been through a lot, a hell of a lot. Lots of, you know, it's it's been absolutely mad. It's like it's been like a teenager on Football Manager the the way that they've recruited and and sold players, and it's been absolutely bonkers. And they've been through hell really. Um, but they've stuck with them. A lot of fan bases would have turned, stopped turning up, you know, throwing season tickets at the manager, those kind of scenes. Uh, but they haven't. They've really, you know, galvanised around the club. And I think it's really helping. Brentford come in here with better form, probably, uh, and playing better ever so slightly. Um, but yeah, this is all a narrative and how decent Everton have been. Uh, over the last month or so under Frank. Uh, yeah, I'm actually backing them to to get the win. I don't think it's going to be a high scorer. I don't I don't know what you add down. Um, 2.16 for the win. Um, I don't think it will be high scoring, though. No, yeah. I was going to say, um, I like Everton. That needs must. I think they'll get the win here. Um, I was going to go the same angle, not high score. And I was going to throw out Everton and under 2.5, which is yes. priced at 5.0. Yes. Uh, so four to one for that price. So it's a pretty big one. Mm. Um, the three wins you spoke about coming at home against Chelsea, Manu and Newcastle, they're all 1-0 victories. Gritty 1-0s. Uh, they had a 1-1 draw against Leicester sandwiched in there as well. And the two losses prior to those games... Um, 1-0 losses against Wolves and Man City. So six consecutive home games for Everton, under 2.5 goals. Uh, three of the last four of those being wins. Yeah, I think the way that they're playing, uh, everything on the line, I think it's going to be cagey. It's going to be gritty. They're going to dig in. They're going to, yeah, Pickford will probably be on form as he has been again. Uh, yeah, I like the price for that. Yeah, agreed. I think that's that's a juicy one. 
Finally then, Monday, Newcastle at home to Arsenal. 4.4 for Newcastle, 3.65 for the draw and 1.91 for Arsenal. And you back Arsenal to continue their top four charge here. Do you think Newcastle could cause a bit of an upset? Uh, this is a sticky one, uh, I think, as Liverpool found out. Right, they only won one nil. Uh, they did change quite a few of uh, uh, quite a few pieces of the starting eleven, and you know, with that, I think they had Villarreal, didn't they? Like um, the following week or somewhere like that. Obviously, Arsenal don't have that, so they'll be going full strength here. Uh, but I think it will be really, really tough for Arsenal. However, I don't think I'm ready to turn my back on Arsenal um, after just one result. Like I know they got absolutely swatted aside, um, but as I said, two of the three most informed players in the league maybe are playing for Tottenham at the moment. So I don't think it's that much of a disgrace. Um, what I'm looking at, Tom, is is very similar to what we just mentioned. Actually, it's Arsenal and under two point five. So a one nil, a two nil, maybe to Arsenal. It's four point nine. Uh, I do like the Everton. Obviously, the price is an absolute whiff higher. But I like that overall better as a bet. But I think Arsenal and under 2.5 is, is something to be looked at, 4.9. Uh, how much do you believe in head-to-head stats between two clubs? It depends. It depends. Uh, this season or last season, somewhat. Uh, it depends. I don't know. The managers have changed. Well, like, I, I don't really look into it too much. You? Well, um, Arsenal have won seven consecutive games against Newcastle to nil. Mm. Okay. Well, so there's a little trend for you. 3.65. So it supports your argument, really, you know, if, unless mm. Arsenal absolutely hammer Newcastle, which I don't see happening. Um, but yeah, I could see a, a 2 nil or something like that. 1 nil, 2 nil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Juicy price if you like this, that trend to continue anyway. Uh, anyway, that wraps up all the tips that we have got for you for this week. Unless, are we going to cover the FA Cup, Tom? Do you want to cover yeah, the FA I was Cup? just about to say, uh, we're going to cover the FA Cup. Um, so, yeah, it's the FA Cup final this weekend. So, this is a really, really great opportunity. Just to remind you one more time, uh, if you fancy having a bet uh, on the weekend on the FA Cup final, why not open a Matchbook account and give yourself that £30 safety net so 30 pounds back as a free bet if your first bet loses uh, it's almost a free hit on the fa cup if you don't have an account with matchbook already tfb podcast is the code you need to use as we said at the top of the show so tom it's uh liverpool chelsea or chelsea liverpool mm-hmm. as i'm reading it officially apologies how do you see this one playing is uh are we gonna see you know an an efl cup Final rematch where Liverpool are going to win 10-11 on penalties. Like, What do you see happening here, mate? Well, let's run through the odds. Uh, Chelsea, 3.75. Liverpool, 2.16. The draws, 3.65. I'd be going for Liverpool, I think, personally here, just based on, firstly, momentum. Uh, No losses in 15 consecutive games. Obviously, that draw against Spurs uh, you know, a week or so ago has tripped them up a little bit in terms of the Premier League title race. But, um, you know, they're still in with a shout of the quadruple. Um, 
So I think, yeah, I think Liverpool have got everything going for them that they need to win this trophy on, on Saturday. And I'm just not convinced by Chelsea, to be honest, mate, uh, you know, over the last kind of month or so. Um, we've seen them ship four to Arsenal. I know I'm going back about a month with that, but ship four to Arsenal, uh, draw on all United who are out of sorts, lose lose to Everton, throw away a 2-0 lead late on against Wolves, who are, again, out of form themselves. And then more recently beat Leeds 3-0, but Leeds had 10 men from uh, from the first half. So, yeah, I'm just far from convinced with Chelsea. Really am. Um, I feel like, you know, they've got a lot of things up in the air, as we know. Rudiger's been announced that he's going at the end of the season. Potentially lots more players leaving at the end of the season. I don't know. I just think they're a bit up and down, a bit of a yo-yo at the moment. Don't know what to expect from them. Whereas Liverpool, I know what I'm going to get week in, week out. And I'm going to back Klopp and his boys. Yeah, 100%. I was going to read out those those same results, the United and the Everton and the Arsenal stuff, right? If you're, if you're drawing against United, right, the the step up from Man United to, to Liverpool is, is absolutely frightening. Um, mm. Same again with, obviously, Everton, you know, scrapping for their lives, managed to get a win over Chelsea, the Wolves thing, like, yeah, it's just, it's not for me. The one thing I will say, if you're a Chelsea fan or you're, you're thinking about Chelsea, Tuchel. I have faith in Thomas Tuchel. He's up against Klopp, obviously one of the best managers in the world. But Tuchel's got you know a pedigree when it comes to winning trophies. He knows how to get it done. He can handle a final. He's got an experienced dressing room. You know, if I if I was a Chelsea fan, that's what I'd be clinging on to this weekend. Is is Tuchel pulling out? a one-off game masterclass because in the league, obviously, you know, there's a 16-point gap in the league based over a 36-game season. Well, this is a one-off game and we've seen upsets before and, you know, we've seen upsets at the helm with a manager who's way less skilled than Thomas Tuchel at these Mm -hmm. kind of one-off games. So that's what I'd cling on to. That's what I think will make it an event. Uh, The price isn't up at the moment for this. But I will go for Liverpool and under 2.5, which seems a bit of a theme for the day, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I am looking at that. It's probably it's probably going to be what? Maybe around 4.95, maybe? Something like that. I'm speculating. Um, but yeah, it's not currently available on Matchbook. But make sure you check it out closer to kickoff. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the look of that, mate. Yeah, I do. Um... Yeah, considering that under 2.5 in general is around about the a touch below even. So, yeah, I reckon we could get four point something. Yeah, hovering around that four or five yeah. mark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, let's uh, recap last week's successful travel and give you mm. this week's hopefully successful travel. Yeah, great way to end the regular EFL season with a nice 4.1 winner. Uh, we had Crystal Palace in the Premier League to win. They did so 1-0. We got a little bit lucky with the Luton win. We had Luton to win 1-0. And in case you haven't seen it, uh, Harry Cornick of Luton does the classic hide behind the goalkeeper when the goalkeeper's holding the ball and the ball's in play, hoping that he's going to roll it out on the ground and kick the ball off the ground rather than out of his hands, rolls the ball out, expecting to kick it. Harry Cornick nips around the corner, 
taps it into an empty net. Keeper has absolutely no idea. And that sealed their playoff spot. So we got a bit lucky with that, but they don't ask how, they ask how many. And that, that was a win for us. And then Tom, I have to give you a lot of credit here. Bristol Rovers, shortest price ever in the EFL, especially League Two against Scunthorpe United. But you got us that extra piece of value to have Bristol Rovers winning at halftime and then almost full full time the second half being a second mini game where the game starts at nil-nil again. So to win both halves, essentially. Uh, and they won 7-0. It was 2-0 after the first half. It was 5-0 at the second half, equaling 7-0 to see a dramatic, automatic promotion uh, push. So, yeah, yeah. incredible scene. Amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, and lovely to win a treble without a goal conceded again as well. Mm. Good for you. I uh, didn't pick up on that. I love that. Not today. Um, Right, so let's look through this week's one. So uh, we're going to start with Spurs against Burnley in that lunchtime kickoff in the Premier League on Sunday. Then in the two o'clock, we've got Leicester away at Watford and also Man City away at West Ham. So all three teams on the nose to win is currently priced with Matchbook at 3.9. And that is the Matchbook industry best price promise. If it is beaten anywhere, let us know and they'll boost it above whatever beats it. So if you find it somewhere and it might be 4 or 4.1, just get in touch with us on social media. We'll speak to Matchbook and they'll raise it again to uh, to beat their competitors. So that is their price promise for our treble. And uh, yeah, so... Last week, obviously, Tom mentioned it was at 4.1. I think the nearest competitor was offering 3.7 or 3.8. So, you know, if you bet with Matchbook, you you got a little bit extra for your money there. So it's well worth checking out. No need to settle for second best. Absolutely no need for it. No That's need. Right. Anyway, That's right. speaking of second best, uh, when you consider there's 286 people in our fancy league, 285 of them are going to finish second best and not win our £20 free bet prize. It's crunch time, Tom. Um, I know we spoke off air about how well you did. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a of limelight here for some <laughs> self-indulgence. Well, it's just the De Bruyne captain that I had. So 60 points from De Bruyne. And do you want to know, completely honestly... I yeah. forgot to do my team. I just thought I can't be asked to do my team anymore. Well, do you I'm know doing, what? Generally doing badly. So I didn't do my team. I've got a few injured players in there. Uh, but yeah, just so happened, luckily, that De Bruyne had been on captain like a couple of weeks ago and he stayed that way. I'll be and honest with you. There's a message there where <laughs> I think <laughs> the less you play, the better you do. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, Bit like Claudio, otherwise, on it, like just tink, the Tinker Man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so good for you. How many points did you get? 103. Oh, you bugger. You're kidding me. Right. I had, this, I had this plan where you were going to go, oh, yeah, I had De Bruyne as captain and he scored all these points. Look at me. And then you were going to go, you know, I got 90 points and I was going to go, ha, I got 102. But you squeak me out by one point, you little bugger. <laughs> <laughs> fuming. Absolutely fuming. That's Top 10. The first time you've got like over 100 all season as well. Yeah, isn't absolutely it? smashed it's it. Be. 
It's yeah. got to be. But well done, mate. That was a good week. Ending strong. <laughs> Fuming. Take momentum into next season. Fuming. Top 10. Chris Hindle, Tom Arnold, Vincent Rayner, Chantel Crookshanks, Callum Hogdart, uh, Oliver Hogben, Alpha underscore M9KKK, David Brown, Nathan Brunskill, Kaspers Grava. So, pretty exciting some, title race. Just, just, just sorry to put in, mate. There's some scary scores in this top 10. That, yeah. Callum Hogdart got 186 points. <laughs> 186. Yeah, he played his bench boost. Good grief. Yeah, he absolutely smashed it. Ben, Fos- ben Foster's my goalie. Uh, he got 14, so I know that. Tyra Mings, three. Coutinho, three. Watkins, seven. So basically, Villa. <laughs> on his Villa and Ben Foster were on his bench. But yeah, absolutely mad. And then wow. in second, Nathan Brunsky, 168. Alpha underscore M9, triple K, 147. Uh, Neil McCloy. Down in 13th, 176. Make me and you look like absolute mugs. Christ. A good title race, though. 15 points separate Mm. Nathan Brunskill and Casper Grava. So, very exciting times. All to play for. Um, Mm. So, yeah, just, what, two weeks left of fantasy football. Um, £20 free bet on offer still for the winner, of course. Currently going to Caspar's Grava. So well done to you, Caspar's, if you can hold on to it for the next couple of weeks. Um, if you have enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast. And of course, Tom's social media. Yeah, T underscore FB podcast. Uh, if you're not following us, please do so. You're missing out on playoff tips. You're missing out on midweek Premier League tips, which we went three out of four on um, in midweek. Like, there's some good stuff on there and some good tips that me and Tom are putting out courtesy of Matchbook. So yeah, give us a follow T underscore FB podcast. Tell you what, anyone who follows us over the weekend, I'll follow you back. There you go. What an incentive. Massive. (laughs) Love it. Um, Right. Okay. Well, thanks for listening as ever guys. We'll be back with our final podcast of the season uh, next week, but yeah, good luck for your bets this weekend. Thank you.